Hey everyone, this is your Dungeon Master Joe speaking. We've got something new going on I wanted to mention just at the top of this episode. We started a Discord for our fans and community members of You Meet in a Tavern to get together and talk about D&D, to share resources for your own games, to talk about the show. There's a lot of great people in there already chatting it up, and we pop in there from time to time as well. So if you get a chance, join our Discord server. There is a link to the invite in the description of this episode, and there's also a link on our Twitter and Facebook page as well. So go check that out, and we'll see you in there. All right, enjoy episode 19. See you guys. Episode 19, Tug is going to do the recap for us this time. What's up, Tug? So, uh, what is not up is our ability to construct explosives based on episode 18, which, as we come to find out, might have been pretty good. So, we find out that the jeweled wheel from the uh, ship that's going to take us to the outskirts of Dragonspire Island and make us use a dinghy to get in um, the wheel is stolen. We used the fact for us to go return the wheel to get us dropped off right at the island so we didn't have to take a small dinghy. We go, and it's uh, the it's the clan of the 17 octopi sabers <laughs> that stole it. The squids. Perfect. That's what I was getting at. Um, <laughs> so we go to their cavernous uh, dungeon. There's two people outside. We realize that we can't let Eugene die unceremoniously uh, in episode 18. <laughs> so we go balls out. Um, I think there's a giant elk that becomes involved. Carl, his heart wasn't really into killing anybody. Uh, I did amazing stuff per huge. Um, we craft uh, a plan that gets progressively worse over time, uh, which involves surrounding a door and air quotes, spook him. <laughs> um, we knock on the door uh, the the spookening was triggered and turns out nobody was really spooked so now we're um, in the clan of the 17 octopi fingers sabers and we're in their den and they are aware we're there and we're kind of up the creek we'll see what happens okay very good close yes very close uh (laughs) the squids yeah you're in the squids hideout they know you're there um just like a recap of what this room looks like because you're going to be interacting with it basically you see across the room um in this dark tunnel there is this giant black ship that looks like the, the tunnel looks like it opens up to go further into the cavern or maybe outside to the ocean um and there's a little dock that that you can walk up to the ship That's on the clear opposite end of where your door is. In the middle of the room, you see at this big long table with like plates and goblets and candles, you see Andre, Dash, and Mayo, those squids that you met before. And they're kind of like sipping goblets until they see you and all this music stops. To the left, near a big bonfire, you see two other pirates. To the right, you see two pirates against the wall that are hoisting this rope around this big kind of iron 
hook and attached to that rope, the rope kind of angles up to the ceiling and lower, lowering down from the ceiling is a large chandelier that's in the shape of that jeweled wheel that Captain Jacobs wanted. There's already candles melting wax down onto the, onto the chandelier as it's hoisted about 30 feet up into the air. And you're pretty much staring down one pirate who was opening the door. So you've got two to your left, you've got two to your right, you've got Andre Dash and Mayo at the table, one right in front of you. Durf's spidery, spooky head is peeking down, and you two are on either side of the door. Uh, let's roll initiative. You guys remember when I wanted to kill three of these guys when we had a chance, and now they're alive? Okay, look. In my <laughs> defense, I said kill two, leave one. Fair enough. And then, and that was that was with a murder option included. <laughs> You're I got six. Me. 20. Carl, you got a 20? 2 plus 4 is 6. Yeah. Um, and Kirk, your dex is higher than Durf's, right? Uh, yes, minus 18. I presume it's higher. Your dex modifier, not your actual dex. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's plus 16. 4. Mine's pretty high, but it's not as good as Kirk's. Yeah, plus 4 versus dex. plus 3. Which means you actually okay. rolled better than I did on that, Jamal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I am going to group these guys together for initiative because there's just too many to roll initiative for everybody. Um, is that that's so, gonna allow them to like burst us down like immediately, isn't it? It wouldn't really matter because even if I rolled separate initiatives, you'd have people that are grouped together anyway because there's only three of you True. and a bunch of them. Word. Okay, so up first is Carl. So you've got a guy right in front of you. And you've got the other guys that are kind of much further out into this room, at least about 40, 50 feet away from, from the entrance. Um, okay. I'm going to want to pull out the, the white thorn uh, and just make a broad attack, I guess, kind of. So is he in the doorway? Yes. Yeah. He opened the door as soon as he heard you guys knock and say the password, the wrong password. Uh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out the white thorn and just try and uh, slash him across the chest. Okay. And I get two attacks. Nice. And I will probably need them. The first one is a, a 14 to hit. That'll hit. Yep. Ah, sick. So 2d6 plus one. That'll be seven damage. Nice, okay. Second attack. That's a natural 20. Ooh, that'll nice. hit. That'll do it. Way to start. Uh, seven. Is that in this double? What's what's criticals? You uh, you, you roll twice. Roll twice. Roll twice. Yep. Add the same modifier at the end. Sixteen damage total. Sixteen plus seven. That's twenty-four. Yep. Damn. Okay. Yeah. You um you hurt this guy real bad. You slash across his chest twice and leave just this bloody X in his chest as he stumbles back. Um, okay, up next is the pirates that are hoisting up the wheel to the right side of this cavern. Uh, and one of them actually immediately lets go. He, he lets go of this rope and reaches for something on the wall. Meanwhile, the other guy is still hanging on. So here's what happens. The chandelier from the ceiling comes crashing down and it pulls this guy along with it. He's kind of a shrimpier pirate. And he goes flying across this 100-foot cavern and smashes against the opposite opposite wall. And he's going to take he's going to take uh, 14 damage as he does that. 
Nice. Great job, everybody. Meanwhile, the other <laughs> one... Just how we drew it up. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the other guy who let go reaches over, and you see what he's grabbing. He's grabbing a crossbow, and he points the crossbow at you guys, at the three of you, and then slowly pans it upwards and lets loose a bolt. And what happens next is this giant sack essentially that has been hanging over this door comes slamming down into the ground and I need you to all make constitution saves oh shit <clears throat> what is constitution strength or, nope it's no, constitution it's, okay. constitution. it's a thing curveball <laughs> wait I'm really good at this never game. had to make have I never made you guys roll a constitution save yet 10 okay but I'm not standing in the door. I'm holding onto the wall on the other side. Yep. Yeah. Still. Yep. Uh, All right. so I'll tell you what happens. I got. I have the aura of protection ability. Yes. So whenever me or a friendly creature within ten feet of me make a saving throw, they get uh, they get to add gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to my charisma modifier. Okay. What's that? Plus two. Plus two. Okay. Yeah. So Durf, you get a twelve. Nice. Yep. Uh, Tug Mug Bar is a 14. Okay. I got a 22. Oh, damn. Okay, so so you're saying Aura of Protection works in like a radius, like a yes, 10 foot within radius? Yes, within 10 runner? feet. Within 10 feet. Okay, so you guys are all kind of close together. Okay, so Durf rolled a 12, uh, Kirk rolled a 14, and Carl rolled a um, 22. Okay, so what happens is as soon as this big sack smashes along the ground, and this actually hits the guard that was standing there as well, I'll roll a constitution save for him. Uh, he rolled a 14 as well. So him, Tug, and Durf, uh, as this sack comes smashing down, this humongous black inky cloud just covers the entire doorway. This ink like smashes up against the walls. It's, it hits you in the eye. Your whole The whole front of your body is just covered in this black goop, essentially, and you are blinded. So you cannot see... Um, you are allowed to roll another constitution save at the beginning of each one of your turns to try to get take that blindness away. But until then, uh, attacks against you will have advantage, and any attacks that you have will be at disadvantage. And you basically can't see. Now, Carl, you see this coming since you just kind of stepped into the doorway to attack, and you are able to dodge out of the way. So you see what's going on in this room right after this sack hits. Andre Dash and Mayo just look absolutely panicked. Uh, immediately there, as the chandelier came down crashing on this table, all these plates and goblets flung and food just flung across the room, uh, which caused them to jump back and see you guys in this doorway. And they remember you from the bar. And Dash is basically like, oh shit. And Andre goes, get em, boys. And they run off towards this black ship, towards the docks, uh, not before Mayo stops he starts running back to the ship, and then he runs back and grabs a big old mutton chop and takes a bite out of it and then runs back. <laughs> <laughs> and the other two guards are basically rushing towards you, and it is their turn. So they're going to both come at you, Carl, and we're going to roll a 16 and a 14. Neither hit. Okay, so with your sword and shield, you're able to deflect their blows from their scimitars as they come. So you've got three guys on you now. Tug, you're up. Okay, so a question about this blindness. You say we can roll another constitution saving, saving throw Excuse me, to cancel it out. Is that correct? 
Yeah, to try to be unblind. It'll be a, a 15 DC, I'll just tell you. <clears throat> so what does what are the like what does blindness do to my character? Yeah, so you basically can't see in front of you. You can hear, you hear that there's fighting going on with Carl right in front of you, and you can attempt to make swings and make attacks, but they are all done with disadvantage. They are all done with disadvantage. And I am still in Carl's range. So do I still get the charisma bonus? Yes. Okay. So I can use my bonus action to do this, correct? Correct. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna try and save myself from inky blindness. Okay. Uh, fifteen exactly. That will just save. So you're able to kind of like swipe at your eyes and pull away some of this goop, um, kind of like like windshield wipers, <laughs> and you're able to see in front of you. So there are now three fighters on Carl, correct? Yeah, you see so, three pirates in front of you engaged with Carl. You see in the background Andre, Dash, and Mayo making a beeline for the ship. Um, and then there's the one guy that got flung across the room who's off to the left, and the other guy who's holding the crossbow still off to the right. I'm going to help Carl out uh, because our goal is to get the jeweled wheel back, so I'm less worried about the guys escaping to the ship, uh, more worried about us surviving and getting the wheel out of there. So... I will um, use my two attacks on the nearest. Uh, well, Carl injured one fairly well, so I'll use my first attack on that one. Okay, nice. Um, a 14. That will hit. For nine damage on the injured one. Okay, yeah, you get him. Where are you hitting him? I'm assuming he's sort of buckled over, so I'm just going. I'm, it's going to be a gut shot. Just, nice. uh, just, uh, no, a kidney shot, kidney shot, since he's focused on Carl. Just okay, a kidney nice. shot. Yeah, you come around the side of him and give him a real hard fist to the kidneys, and he's looking pretty bad. Okay, then I will try and uh, finish him off with my second attack. That is an 11. That will not hit. All right, so after he gets his kidney shot, he turns towards you and just lifts his head back just as your right fist comes swinging straight upwards and misses. Durf, you're up in spider form. So, two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I de-transform, okay. will I still be blind? Yes. Okay. And then, Kirk may have already asked this. I-, I think he probably did. Is it an action to do the constitution check? No. No, you could just do it at the beginning of your turn. Okay. Uh, well, I'll do that then. Okay. Actually, let me see. Do I have shitty constitution? Is it actually a better constitution as a spider? Wait, no, I'm not. I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> I actually have oh. the same constitution as a spider knight. Um, Don't forget you get a plus okay. two from uh, Carl. Oh, okay. Uh, 21. Yeah, you, okay, yeah. You easily, <laughs> you just whip your spidery head to the left and uh, the whole front of your face just splatters across and, and your, your, all your all millions of your eyes can see. All 42 eyes that spiders right. are <laughs> academically known to have are no longer inked. Don't Google it. Okay, so just so I'm sure, there are, so there are kind of three guys clustered around the door, right? Yep, you got it and right And then in front the other three guys who we whooped earlier are all running away to the ship. Correct, yeah, they noticed you, they saw you, they remember you from before, and they're okay. out of there. I'm actually, I, I'm going to de-transform anyway, because this form is not very good for fighting. Just for spooking. <laughs> it's just for spook, <laughs> sneaking and spooking. You got one guy in the far distance to freak out. <laughs> and get launched across the room by the chandelier. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm gonna untransform, kind of jump down to the ground, 
and uh, use my actual action to conjure a giant boar. And I'm going to conjure him on the other side of the two guys. So they're kind of trapped between us. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the guy's right in front of you? Yeah. Nice. Sweet. And actually, no, I have a range of 60 feet. So I'm going to conjure him because the boar can charge. So I'm going to conjure him like... Uh, 25 feet behind them. All right. And does he roll his own initiative? Is that how that works? He, so, yeah, that's we haven't been doing it I, right. Yeah, I think um, we did he, the elk wrong, but whatever. He rolls his own initiative, and uh, I can issue him commands. That's not actually a bonus action. So I, can com- I, I don't have to spend an action to command him, and he has his own turn. Okay, yeah. You bo- yeah okay. On his turn, you just tell him what to do, and he does it. All right, yeah, roll. or uh, if I don't issue any commands to him, he defends himself from hostiles. Okay, sweet. But otherwise takes no actions. Nice. Okay, so roll initiative for him. I'll throw him in here. Uh, <laughs> natural 20, and Damn. his dex plus zero, so. Okay, sweet. So he's going to go essentially right after you because we're back at the top of the order. All right, um, so that's your action? Yeah, because I used a bonus action to untransform. And yeah, so when he, when he pops up, uh, neither of the other two guys have been attacked yet, right? Right. Correct. Correct. Just the okay. just the main guard, and it's his turn, so you can go ahead and tell him what to do. Okay. And then are both these guys holding like a cutlass or something? Is are they materially different from each other? No. No. Essentially the same kind of big bulky guys. Uh, one's got a big scar across his left face. They wear the same purple bananas. You can see the scars on their ripped sleeves. Uh, essentially, they're they're just big bulky pirate guards. All right. So I'll just yell. Hey, man, pick one of these guys and charge him. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Good lord with authority. Yeah, the boar (laughs) kind of like scrapes his hoof along the ground and steam comes out of its nose and it just starts running at one of these guys. Go ahead and roll. And uh, so it's got a, a tusk attack, which is plus five to hit, which is a 24. That'll hit. There have been, there have, hold on, there have been two great speeches in our lifetime. The, the speech in any given Sunday and, hey man, go on and pick either one of these guys. (laughs) And charge them. (laughs) And and charge them. 24, here we go. Uh, so, so he does 10 slashing damage with his tusk. <laughs> okay. And then because he charged, uh, he takes, that guy will take an extra seven. Mm-hmm. So 17 slashing damage, and it Damn. has to succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. All right. I'm going to say, since I'm rolling them as a group, and since they just came in together, he actually gets both of them with this attack. So I have to roll a, uh, saving throw. A, a what DC saving throw? DC 13 strength. Uh, okay, that's a 20. <laughs> okay. So, it's a 21, actually. All right. <laughs> so they're okay. not pushed back. They're not They're not prone, but they do take 17 damage, both of them? Yes. Nice. Yep. All right. So they, they both take tusks essentially to the stomach as this boar comes charging straight at them. Uh, let's do some quick math here. All right. So up next is the man with the crossbow. The other guy that got catapulted across the the whole cavern is basically just knocked out. He slid back down the wall and he's knocked out off to the side. So this guy's going to fire a crossbow at the boar who he just saw take out two of his guys, essentially. And rolls a natural one. So <laughs> as he kind of cocks the crossbow, uh, the bolt gets stuck. 
and the crossbow just falls apart. The wooden bow just kind of crumbles and falls to the ground. And he's like, well, shit, okay. Up next is <laughs> Andre, Dash, and Mayo, um, and they're just going to continue onto the ship. They run off this plank onto the black ship. They start to mess with the ropes and unfurl the sails and take apart the ropes that are attached to the docks, and the ship starts to move out of the tunnel. And Mayo's like, uh, well, we'll wait for you out there. Good luck. Peace. And then next are going to be those two guards that uh, are holding these cutlasses that just got hit by this boar. And they're also going to swing down at the boar to try to uh, make some bacon. And they roll a 16. 16 hits. Okay, that hits. So that's two. Okay. Uh, okay, so they do 12 total damage to the boar. All right. As their cutlasses cut through some deep flesh. One more pirate to go. The guard at the door. He's going to keep swinging at Carl. He's going to keep swinging at you with his cutlass. Uh, he makes two attacks, so that's a eight and a 22. 22 hits. 22 hits. So that is going to be eight damage to you. So as he is kind of swiping at you and clinging his, his cutlass across your shield, he does manage to get a good hit on your right arm. Tug, you're up. Tug, I'm up. <clears throat> so there's... Hold up, wait. Was that guy blinded? Oh, shit. Yes, he was. Blinded let, by the light. Woke roll, up like a douche and popped the a boner in the night. <laughs> to solve. Let me Let's roll the up. constitution save for him. Uh, that's a 14, so he does not save that constitution. Shit, I gotta roll this whole thing over again. Alright, so advantage, what did I say? 22 hit. Uh, okay. Just kidding. He missed both of his attacks. He swings wildly, just blinded by this black tar that's covering his face, and he can't hit anything. Good call. Good call. Tug. Okay, so the guy that's swinging wildly is the one that has critical amounts of damage on him, correct? The first yeah, he's guy that not was looking good at all. Yep, blinded, bloodied. <clears throat> um, do I get advantage on an attack on him because he is blinded? He's blinded, yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't think um, he'll do that either, but go ahead. Sorry, another question because I'm miserable at playing my character. Um, do I get to, <laughs> at what point do I have to declare flurry of blows? Um, after your second attack, you can say I'll use flurry of blows for another attack. Okay, I think. so that's fine with me. Yeah. So I'll use uh, my first attack on the critically injured. So he's swinging wildly. I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna kind of do like the Leonidas Spartan kick, but right in his <laughs> right in his penis. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna try and kill him. This with the penis kick, like this is mug bar, whatever. Strong kick to the <laughs> dick. Uh, that is a gentleman's twenty-two. That'll hit. That'll hit. Let's, <laughs> you, let's go. Let's go in on that penis. You might kill this guy with a dick kick. Uh, seven. Yeah, he his pelvis caves in, and he falls <laughs> straight straight to the ground. <laughs> Oh, the poor guy. Yeah, he's toast. He's he's done. Hooray! <laughs> yeah! Oh, man. What a way to go. What a way to go. Dark, right. you're up. Wait, whoa. That was oh, one no, of you my... Get, I sorry, got so tug. much shit. Oh, yeah. that, I that thought is... you were so excited about that. You just wanted to finish. <laughs> um, okay. I will I will now declare flurry of blows on um, one of the nearest big body guards that's starting to go in on the board. All right. Sounds good. Because neither of them have taken damage yet, correct? No. It's oh uh, yeah, they've t- both taken tusks by the from the boar. Okay, so I'll ju- I'll just uh, the nearest one to me 
rotating towards it makes sense. Got it. Uh, A 16. That'll hit. I'll roll that one. A 6. 6 damage. Okay, nice. And then I'm going to use a a key point, and I'm going to do my flurry of blows for another attack. Got it. Natural 20. Jesus. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. (laughs) Here we go. So roll twice, then add modifier, correct? Correct. Uh, A 1 and a 5, so 6 plus... Four, ten. Ten damage. Nice. Okay, nice. So what do these attacks look like? Um, so... Strong, strong kick to uh, the one dead man's urethra. Um, throwing <laughs> both arms in celebration. And actually, you know what? This is what it's going to look like. Both arm in celebration, realizing that there's still things going on. It's going to look like the final fusion point of Trunks and Goten... Except just with two fists. <laughs> so, so when they come together, he's like, yes! Oh, there's still stuff going on. It's like synchronized swimming. You're just turning your body and punching him with both fists at the same time. Excitement. And then, oh, there's still stuff going on. Big step towards uh, the pirate guard. Punch. Okay, somehow all that does 15 damage to this guy <laughs> with so much force. You it's, turn it's with so called, much it's force. It's called pressure points, which monks are incredibly familiar with. It's a thing. <laughs> Google it. Okay. All right. Yeah, he, that, that guy now looks very, very badly hurt from your fists. Uh, Durf, you're up now. You and then the boar. Okay. Uh, so there's the two guys who are like surrounded by us right now, and then the guy with the crossbow off to the yep, side. Off to the right. Is basically who we're fighting Correct. right now. Okay. And how does it work with opportunity attacks if they're surrounded? Like if I told the boar to run off and attack the crossbow guy, would they get an opportunity attack? Yes. On him? Any anything that leaves their melee range, so within five feet of them, which he is now because he charged them, they would both get uh, an opportunity attack on him. Yeah. So essentially, okay. as a as a and group, they would get one opportunity attack. And how far away is the crossbow guy? Crossbow guy is about forty feet to the right. Uh, it's kind of like straight forward and to the right, kind of like from me or from, from the, boar? the boar. The boar's right in front okay. of you because you're based, you and the boar are kind of sandwiching these two guys together. Okay, well then I'm going to touch the boar. Use bark skin on okay. him. Actually, hold on. Let me make sure I can do that. How does concentrate? Do I have to? So if you're concentrating so if on I a spell, use another concentration spell. I can't. Yeah, you cannot use another concentration spell, right? So I oh, or the the boar sucks. will disappear. So I, so I can never, uh, I can never buff my beast. Oh well. Well, you don't you still um, have what you've never used since like hammers reach? Don't you have like totems or some shit that you can throw down and it boosts? Oh yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to remember. I was like, doesn't everybody have some shit they can do with my, their bonus action? Um, and I forgot that I do have some shit I can do with my bonus action. Um, so what I am going to do then instead is use a second level Pigeon totem. healing oh. healing touch on the board. Okay. What? Why are you healing your animals, dude? Heal us! Because the, it's the only way... Are you guys even hurt? <laughs> yes! No. Have you taken any Remember damage? Remember how that panned out in the last battle? You guys are fully because healed. We didn't have a rest after the last battle. Yes, you did. Yeah, we did. You had a short rest. We, yeah, we totally did. did. We did a short rest and healed 100%. Someone didn't listen to the last episode. And, it, and by the way, I should throw this out there. It was your idea to do short rest. <laughs> that is well, true. Well, it's one of us thinks. 
<laughs> All right. Well, so let's start that over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, okay. I didn't change. I don't know why I didn't change it then. <laughs> All right. So anyway, as I was as I was saying, I'm at, I'm gonna use cure wounds on my boar. Fuck yeah, dude! Totally great idea. <laughs> That's I so smart. That's an extremely smart thing to do, and I'm gonna do okay. it. And I don't know how I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> So, <laughs> Whatever, I'll just uh, leave it all in. Four plus this seven is, how we is really eleven play. plus. Heal him for nineteen. She'll bring him back you, up to. You didn't even roll. You just made up numbers. <laughs> no, I did roll. I did roll. I rolled a, I rolled a four and a seven, and my uh, spellcasting and uh, my wisdom's plus four. Okay. All right. All right. So you're keeping track of his health, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. And uh, mm. and, and then I'm gonna tell him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As to how you should edit, I think you should leave it all in. I think, I think I, this I think all I'm stays going in. To. I'm pretty sure I'm going to. Or just put clip in and put it at the end. Uh, put the whole thing at the end. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point to the guy with the crossbow and say, "Get him!" <laughs> all right. So um, the the board turns uh, from. He looks up at you like, "Really? Okay." And he turns and rushes towards the guy with the crossbow. Now the two guys, two pirates that are on him are going to swing down with the cutlass just as he's leaving their range. And, oh, a natural 20. Oh, good. Um, on one attack, and then a 16. 16 hits. Okay. All right, so they're going to do... Where's my sweet new D? Okay, 15 damage to the boar as he sprints off and charges at the crossbow, dude. So you can roll that attack. Yeah, 11. Okay, so the cro- so the guy with the crossbow chucks away his weapon because it's broken and dodges to the left just as the boar kind of charges past him. Good move, though. Um, Carl, you're up. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. So I do have my bonus action, as we were discussing. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll use a bear totem. Okay, what does that do? Bear totem, it has a 30-foot... I'll cast it kind of in the middle of the room, so it'll it kind of reaches the whole room. It's got a thirty foot radius aura, which grants everyone in the aura five plus my druid level, so eleven additional hit points. Wow! And everyone gains advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Is that only for members of your party? yeah allies? Yeah, allies. Me and oh, my okay. allies. Okay. Now, does that go into temporary hit points, or is that just regaining? Temporary hit points. Okay, so everybody gets an additional 11 and plus two to strength checks? Advantage. Advantage on strength checks. Jesus. Okay, nice. And temporary hit points are basically they go on top and you lose them first and then they're gone right. forever, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yep. yep. It's like uh, it's like body armor in GoldenEye. <laughs> it's a good reference. Thank you, thank you. Okay, Carl, you're up. Uh, so the two guys kind of have their backs to me, correct? Mm-hmm. They just attacked the boar? Yep. Are they standing in the black liquid by chance? Um, yes, I would say so. Yeah, the black liquor kind of splattered on the ground and they ran through it. Sure. Well, don't forget that me and uh, Durf are also. They are right there, the right? Not, exactly. We're at, we're at full health. I'm not worried about anybody right now. Beautiful. <laughs> Light it up. <laughs> um, actually, we're way more than full health. Actually, I'm going to. I'm just going to. They're standing like side by side. Okay, I'm going to try and take my sword and kind of sweep the legs and try and knock them prone. 
Okay, nice. Um, do a do a strength throw. That would be with advantage. Uh, twenty-two. Okay, nice. Yeah, so so you sweep your leg, the broad side of your sword, down underneath their legs, and they both go and fall flat face uh, first into this goop. And I'll roll Constitution saves for them. Uh, and they both fail. So they get a face full of this black inky stuff and they are now blinded as well. You guys are just destroying these guys. Um, and up next is the guy with the crossbow who is now engaged with this boar, which was a good move because I was going to have him do some shit. So he's just going to try to swing down at this boar. He's going to pull a cutlass out from his hip and swing down at the boar and try to get as much damage as he can. That's a natural 20 again. <laughs> On the boar. The boar is getting fucked up. Oh, shit. Okay, and he is going to roll a 7 plus a 7, 14 plus 4. Uh, that's 18 damage to the boar. Goodness gracious. Still alive? Okay. Yeah. yeah Damn. He, he's got a bunch of health because of the totem and because of my uh, passive like trait. Oh, right. Okay. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I healed him. Two cutlass slashes across his back leave deep gashes in his flesh and up next is andre dash and mayo they are in the ship um and they are off down this tunnel the ship is about a halfway down this tunnel you can barely see it anymore um and they are escaping up next is the two pirates that were by the fire and they're going to swing at are they going to get up from this prone position and try to make these con saves to get unblinded real quick? And they still fail. So they're still blinded. So they're just going to swing their cutlasses wildly at Tug, who just attacked one of them. And I got a 16. 16 is just shy. Okay. So they miss. As they're just swinging wildly, Tug is just ducking in and out of their swings, uh, dodging these attacks. Up next is Tug. I will continue to attack the one that I fusion punched with my two strikes. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he's looking pretty bad. Well, I guess I'll do my strikes one at a time. Um, 15. That will hit. For eight damage. Yep. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, you get him. How does it work? So, okay, so I, I did the fusion punch, and then they started attacking me, so I went into a matrix <laughs> to okay. dodge them, and just came back around with with a crippling right hook. Okay, using nice. Using all that swirly momentum right uh-huh. back at him. Okay. Yeah, so you hit him so hard in the face, his whole body kind of spins around and slips in this goop, and you can make your second attack. He's still Perfect. alive, though. So I will try and clean his clock, finish him. Natural 20. Jesus Christ. These, by the way, <laughs> shout out for these dice trays. Uh, and I know I'm about to jinx myself because I haven't rolled a one yet, but the 20s are flowing. <laughs> dice trays by Nightshade Creations. Thank you. They are pretty sweet. We're all using them, except Durf. So right hook, and this is clasping my fists together and just downward with both, with like a, a double hammer fist, bald fist, just to the back of the neck to try and uh, kill this man once and for all. All right. 13. Okay, that does it. That's just enough. So you hammer, you hammer throw down on the back of his skull, and he slams back down into this black goop as it splashes around. This time he doesn't get up. The other guy's still standing, though. 
Durf, you're up. All right. I will... Uh, so, so, so that guy just died, right? Yes. So there's one guy right in front of me, and then the guy fighting the boar. You got it. And am I engaged with it? I don't know. How, I'm not clear on how close I am because I was kind of in much, the doorway. Everyone's in the doorway, so you're still about five feet away. Okay, so he would he would opportunity attack me. Right, but he's got he's disadvantage. He's story. still blinded. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice on that. But how far away is the crossbow guy? I'm not sure. I can even close that distance. Forty feet. Come to think of it, has anybody gotten hit in this fight? Besides the boar? All of them. <laughs> and, and, and the guys were fucking right. crushing right now. I don't think they have done any damage to you. This is ridiculous, all your natural 20s. All right, well, I, I, fuck, I'll just stab the guy in front of me with leaf tip. Sounds good. <laughs> we're all just yelling and stabbing this guy. You can't even see. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's a that's a power nine. That'll miss. <laughs> okay. So somehow in his flailing, he manages to dodge a, a direct shot from your spear. He's like Mr. Magoo. He can't really see, but somehow he's dodging all this incredibly, <laughs> incredibly perilous stuff that's just going on around him. <laughs> all right, Boar's turn. I'm, I'm going to yell, uh, give him again. <laughs> the boar will run back. Take the opportunity attack and charge the same guy again. Oh, opportunity attack? Okay. Uh, that's a 15? 15 hits. Okay, so that is going to do 7 damage to the boar as he runs away. And comes back. And comes back. And that's a 21. That'll hit. Uh, okay, so he takes 17 and has to make the strength save. Okay. Wait, he takes 17 damage? Yep. You rolled it again? <laughs> it's a... It's, he the tusk takes ten, yeah, and he takes an extra seven because I charged. Jesus! Oh, that's just flat damage. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. I mean, it says hit ten, and then in parentheses two d six plus three plus an extra seven in parentheses two d six. So I can roll those if you want. Yeah, I want you to roll everything. Okay. Well, I should have done <laughs> like, that. Like you know, since the beginning of time. <laughs> Look at this scumbag try to fade some ones. Well, it, it's the thing that's not in parentheses on this page, so I assume that was the default. No, no. Anytime it says something D something, you got to roll it. All right. So seven plus... Awesome. <laughs> takes more. <laughs> so 12. Okay, so 12 damage. So he takes... All right, nice. So he takes 12 damage and... Uh, DC 13 strength. 13 strength. Or be knocked prone. Okay, that's a eight. So he's prone. Okay, the boar just crushes through this guy as he slams down to the ground and the boar is kind of hovering over him. Carl, you're up. So there's the flailing guy in front of me? Correct. Right. Uh, I'm going to try and kind of close, and as he's flailing, try and bring my sword up in his armpit, underneath his arm, and try and go for the kill in his heart. Nice. Okay. 11. <laughs> That'll miss. <laughs> S- second attack. Okay. <laughs> 18. That'll hit. That one will hit. I'm going to use Divine Smite. Okay, nice. 16 damage. Okay, sweet. So you bring, are you using, I guess you're using White Thorn, right? Yes. All right, so, so with White Thorn, you come and 
pierce his skin and white thorn enters his chest about three inches and he lets out this gasp as he stops spinning and filling with these cutlasses and you heard him real bad he is really in bad shape blood is just trickling down his chest but he's not dead yet okay up next is the pirate who is engaged with this boar and he's going to stand up from this prone position once again and slash down at actually he's going to be still laying down and he's going to take his cutlass and just try to thrust upwards right through the boar's heart. So he rolls with a disadvantage since he's prone. So that's a 14 with disadvantage. 14 hits. That hits still? Okay. Yeah. And he's going to thrust upwards uh, doing, wow, doing 11 damage to the boar. All right. He lives yet. He's still alive. Jeez. Okay. Boar's tanky as fuck. Well, my my trait makes them makes my summons much tankier. So right, right, exactly. That's the whole okay the whole deal. All right. The guard by the fire, flailing around, just got stabbed in the heart with white thorn. Is going to try to wipe his eyes. This time he manages to get the black inky stuff off of his eyes and he sees Carl and he's going to swing down with his cutlass at Carl for the 21. That hits. That hits. Four. Four damage. (laughs) Yeah. Even when these guys do hit, they don't do anything. That was a one. (laughs) Okay, Tug. Oh, by the way, Andre, Dash, and Mayo, they are gone. You can't even see the ship anymore. You barely hear the waves behind the ship. They are totally out of there, out of the tunnel. Tug is up. I, I'm going to try and put Mr. Magoo to rest here. All right. <clears throat> Seven. That'll miss. <laughs> Beautiful. That's your first attack? Yep. 22. That'll hit. For 10 damage. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Tell me how you kill him or knock him out. I I, I just, I kind of do the grade school thing and kick one foot behind the other so he just tumbles over and dies. That's it? Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right, you kick under his left leg and he loses his balance just enough in this sticky goo that he falls backwards and you hear a crack as his skull hits the stone and he is toast as well. So you have taken care of the fire pirates. Durf, you are up. There's one guy left, essentially, and he's stabbing Hold at your on. boar. Do I get my... I, get, I can move, right? Since I was just like an attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just... I'll, and there's no one left. So I'll actually move in the room towards where I think that one guy was flung to. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you see him. I mean, you see him across the room. Sure. He's unconscious, right? He's unconscious. Derf. All right. I I will throw leaf tip at the prone crossbowman. Okay. And that is a 14. That will hit. Uh, 1d8. Okay, so that's 7 plus... It's just the 1d4, though, right? For bonus nature damage? Right. Okay, so eight. So eight damage. Okay, yeah, you you fling leaf tip at him, and it gets him in the left leg as he screams out in pain underneath this boar, and it's the boar's turn. And he's looking okay. really bad as well. You see blood gushing from that wound you just gave him. Well, I'll just, I'll just let the boar keep attacking. He won't charge again, but you just keep getting down on him. Right, with his tusks. I rolled behind the thing, so I can't see what I rolled. 20, not natural. Okay, that'll hit. So he, since he didn't charge, there's none of that business, but he does do 2d6 plus 3, which will be 
12. Okay, yeah, his tusks enter this guy's chest as you hear one final gasp, and the room goes silent. And you're out of initiative. Durf, and Durf goes, that is some pig. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you've been waiting to say that this entire fight until it was over. I was, I was hoping that that would be the last thing that would happen so I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You guys are out of initiative. This is your Dungeon Master Joe. Welcome to episode 19. Sorry for the long wait, but we are back on our regular schedule, so we'll be releasing these every two weeks. Thanks for sticking with us. Just a couple of show notes. If you didn't hear at the beginning of the episode, we did start a Discord server, and you can find the invite to that on the episode description, as well as Twitter and Facebook. They should be pinned messages. So go check that out. Uh, Hop on in. We talk to the community and fans about the show, about D&D about general resources and art for other people's games. So it's a really great community, and you should hop on it. This episode brought to you by Limitless-Adventures.com. Check that site out, and you'll find encounters, locations, side quests to cut your prep time and allow you to spend more time at the game table. Be sure to join their mailing list and have free 5e content sent to you each month. I've personally checked out limitless-adventures.com and they have a ton of awesome awesome material for dms and players alike so definitely go check them out okay here is a message from our friend josh over at taking initiative about his podcast welcome back to wait where am i what's this josh we need you to record this promo clip blah 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 you better do a good job or we are quitting your bs curse of straw nonsense well uh i'm not quite sure how to take that but hey everybody i'm the current dm for taking initiative a dnd 5e podcast we're a bunch of goofs that love the game and wanted to share our play style at the table while still delivering a story you can enjoy and follow even if you've never played the game before we're taking initiative wherever you get your podcasts or you can go to the spark.network for all other info a cassette tape montage for promo a cassette tape really kent just the man i was looking for i'm so clumsy today i'm going to tie the pants (laughs) around his head so that he can't speak or see it's our scene kent it's our scene kent halflings in particular small Mm. ugly children looking motherfuckers like yourself (laughs) castle ravenloft's doors are always open to you And now, the moment that some of you have been waiting for, we started a contest on Twitter for reaching 1,000 followers, and one lucky fan is going to be getting to play in a one-shot with us coming up in the next couple months. We're going to post this one-shot on Twitch. We're going to play it live, so make sure you tune into our Twitch channel to check that out. But the winner is at Allison Lodato on Twitter. I drew names earlier this morning, and I'm going to be posting that video on Twitter Uh, just so you can see me drawing so there's no funny business. But congratulations, Allison Lodato. We will be in contact with you shortly to set this up. And last but certainly not least, I want to give a huge shout out to all of our top $15 or more level patrons. If you want to get on this list or support the show, please go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. Even $1 helps a great lot, a great bit. 
a bunch. Okay, Jacob Torres, David Ashley Cole, that's Dash, Andre K, James J.C. Klontz, who wants to give a shout out to Sneak Attack and Dames and Dragons podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, Michael Kennitzer, Jason Ford, James Lyon, Ursula Bertea, and Chris Sale. There's a ton of people on that list. I'm so happy to shout these names out. They are awesome supporters of the show. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that's it for me, guys. Enjoy the rest of episode 19, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. is heading towards the unconscious pirate men to tie him up, capture him, something for possible future integration. Okay. Yeah. All right. Carl is going to start looking around the cavern for treasure, loot, fat loots. Yeah. Fat loots. All right. Uh, give me an investigation check there, Carl. 15. Okay, uh, you you managed to loot all the guys anyway, the pirates and what they have on them. They have a couple of like small purses that they might have used for gambling purposes or whatever. So you find about 200 gold pieces total in all of the unconscious foes. As far as like massive treasure, there's not much. You do see a door uh, off to the right hand side. But as you get closer, you hear behind this door, you hear this and this pounding sound on the door. Um, as you get close and it can kind of smell you through the door. Can, can I do a nature check on that sound? Sure, yeah. See if it's a fucking creature. 21. Yeah, okay, you, you definitely understand that there is some kind of humanoid. It sounds like a man's voice, um, but some kind of, it's like a monstrous man's voice. But it definitely is coming from a human. Can we maybe uh, ask the prisoner, like maybe wake him up somehow, bring him back to consciousness and maybe grill him for some questions a little bit? Yeah, sure. Why don't you slap him around a little bit? Give me a uh, whatever. Yeah, you slap him around a little bit. He wakes up and and he's like a little slap and tickle, a little slap and tickle. (laughs) (laughs) You you slap him around a little bit and he wakes up. He's like, oh, what, what, what? Who the who the hell are you? Completely irrelevant who I am. You don't need to know my name. I've got you captured. I'm asking the questions. Question number one. What's behind door number one? Give me a persuasion roll. Natural 20. This thing is no, awesome. No, you're joking me. <laughs> I, I am okay. 0% joking. That's unreal. So goes, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you want. The, behind the door is it's our pet. What kind of pet? It, it, it guards the place. It, it we're supposed to release it if there's ever intruders that come in. Objection, non-responsive. I said, what is it? <laughs> the lawyer. It's, it's, it was, it was a man once, I think. Okay. They, they tortured it. We kept, ca- we captured him a long, long time ago and, and he's tortured and, and now he basically just, we, we feed him through the door and, and he fights off intruders if we ever get any. That's that's what it is. 
That's kind of a, that's kind of a shitty thing to do. Well, you know, we need protection from the likes of you guys. And he spits. Yeah, we, we did kill all your friends. You should probably get another job. Uh, <laughs> besides pirating. Are you guys, you guys hiring? Absolutely not. You're too weak. We only want people with the intelligence high enough to release the rope before they get launched across the room. <laughs> Question number two. Where are... I have them written down as DMA. Where are DMA going in the ship? Is it Dragon Skull Fire Island? Because we're also going there. Dragon Spire? No, no, no. No one goes to Dragon Spire Island. They wouldn't go there. I... I there's other hideouts around the Bay of Pearls. We don't know where they are. They don't tell us these things, uh, but I'm, I'm sure maybe they went there. Maybe they went to talk to the other squids. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know where they went. First off, your organization sounds like a pyramid scheme. Straight up. Just, you don't know other, you're your own group. That's very bizarre. Listen, listen, the less, the less people know, the less likely it is for the word to get out. It's smart. Cool, totally panned out. And then I, <laughs> I, I gesture at all the dead people. Okay, so something you're going to have to do um, is you're going to have to carry that wheel back for us to return it because you stole it, and that's rude. Um, So you can at least bring it back and apologize, and maybe uh, we can get you a job working at a tavern, maybe sweeping the floors, you know, get your life back in order, um, find you a fine young lady or young man, whatever you're into. Not my, not my my problem. Not my prerogative to to question any further than that. Get your life back in order. Otherwise, and I gesture back over my shoulder, you're gonna end up like that. Sound good? Capiche? Let's roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'll do whatever. That that sounds great. You know, you guys are kind of nice. Actually, I have a last question. Where's the treasure at? You're pirates. You have no treasure. Are you legitimately just? the worst pirates ever or are we missing out on something i it would also behoove you to let us know where that is yeah your your treasure uh, went down that tunnel with that ship fair enough lame uh also i just want to be clear before we leave um there is a living human being who you guys tortured into madness behind that door uh, he, uh, he was a human being once i don't know what he is now some kind of monster i wouldn't mess with him uh, I, I don't know i'll I'll leave it to the group. I kind of think we should not, like, uh, leave a person to starve to death in this cave, locked in a room. The, does the door meet the ground, like, flush? Like, nothing could slide underneath? No, there's actually a, like, two-inch tall slit underneath where it looks like maybe just enough to put, like, a tray of food. Or we, uh, uh, a rat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So you want to you save Eugene from the woman pirate, but you'll send him in a room with a monstrous human. He doesn't being have to go all the way in, but he could just look underneath. Okay, and then come back. Can and he, he hear us talking? Can I say, "Hey, man, can you talk?" And he's like, like Frankenstein style. Okay, okay. Is there any food around? Can I slide him some food? Yeah, there's still food from like the shattered uh, the wheel that kind of collapsed the table. There's still like bits and pieces of mutton and whatnot. Do we do we happen to have any baby roots? No, don't think no. so. Like candy bars? He went the Goonies. Come on. Oh, oh, <laughs> sloth. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get together some food. And uh, like a bunch of it and slide it under the door like, hey, man, we're just trying to help you out.
Okay. Uh, give, give him some food under the slat. As soon as this tray hits the bottom of this door, it is just snatched through, and you hear... <laughs> Tug Mugbar has incredibly good charisma and persuasion. Uh, can I walk up to the door and perhaps spin a yarn, uh, spin a tail for, for this <laughs> fine young character you that's been... You can absolutely do this. <laughs> So am I spinning the tail and then rolling? Oh or yeah, rolling the spin spinning? the tail. Spin it. <laughs> I want to hear this. <clears throat> hey, bud. <laughs> hey, buddy. Mm. So I'll tell you what. Mm? All the mean pirates, mm-hmm. super dead. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. We did that for you. Now, I know you're a little upset. You've been locked in there for a long time. I get it. I get it. I was almost married once. Ha ah. <laughs> Listen, we're going to let you out because we feel that is the right thing to do. Now, we need some sort of grunting agreement that you're not going to just try and kill us all. Because we don't want to hurt you and we don't want to get hurt by you. Um, but we do want you to be free. So... Can you acknowledge in any sort of fashion that gives me confidence that I can open this door safely and we can all frolic into the sunset, laugh, and possibly even share a hug and cry together? Roll a persuasion check. The most important persuasion check of your life. (laughs) Twelve. Oh, no. Really? With your modifiers and everything? Yep. All right, you uh, you don't all you hear is the same like as it's chopping down on this food. Uh, no sounds or grunts of agreeance whatsoever. Well, I can use a spell to charm him, which is like a little you know it's kind of a creepy thing to do. And once he gets uncharmed, he'll know that I charmed him. But we could like charm him until we let him go. Can you charm s- him and then get far away? You from have to him. be able to see him first, right? Can I not peek through the little slat? Sure. Well, why don't you roll a roll a persuasion check, or not a perception check? That's a fucking monster. Twenty six. Uh, yeah. Not natural. It, it's dark in this room. It's pitch black, but you do make out enough of his body through the shadows to be able to see him through this this slot. Uh, cool. So I will. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I know this is kind of weird, kind of sort of slavery type situation. And uh, don't feel good about it. But I want to let you go. And I don't want you to kill us. Uh, And then I cast Charm Person on him, uh, which he has to make a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What did I give him? All right. And and he he has advantage if we're fighting, but we're not fighting, right? No. No. Yeah. You're not fighting. Nope. Uh, Okay. That is a four. <laughs> all right, so he's all right. He's charmed. So his his um, so his grunts, his suddenly turned to cool. He's calmed down significantly. All right, well, I'll let him out. All right, give me a slide of hand check to try to unlock this door. If that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> um, nine. You try to pick this lock, you burglar, you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It is it is locked solid. Okay, well, then I turn around and tell our person who is tied up and at our mercy, hey, man, you better let him the fuck out. Where's the key? Durf, don't you worry about it. 
as the best burglar in the group, I see you're having trouble. I, I see you're having an issue. Why don't you allow me to go ahead and take care of that for you? Slide a handshake, Doug. Natural 20 again? No, oh, yes. you're joking me. This is the best night of my life. Me? Woo! Tug for president. All right. Yeah, you leap in front of... Well, you tell me. What do you do? How does this work? <laughs> Tug confidently strolls past Durf and scoffs. Ugh, best burglar, my ass. And then, <laughs> and then I... It looks like I'm not even touching the lock. I'm just wiggling my fingers in front of it like a David Blaine-like illusion. And you just hear, <laughs> and it, it, just, it just unlatches. And I cross my arms and just stare at Durf as the door slowly opens behind me. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, and out of this room uh, comes this this creature. It's, I mean, you really can't even barely tell that it is a a human male. Um, it is a creature and it's covered at the front of its head is just basically a huge twisted helmet that's over its face. You can't even see its eyes and its mouth and you hear the noises that it's making are muffled because of this, this metal that's in front of its face. And this thing is like eight feet tall, um, all sorts of dirty, mudded up leathers that are ripped in, in places all the way around his arms and his legs, big black boots that have holes in them and he carries behind him is something is locked to his to his wrist and as he walks through you hear a scraping sound on the ground behind him and about 10 feet of chain ends in this giant spiked ball this huge bowling ball size spiked sphere uh, that is locked to his wrist all right fellas so we got one hour until this charm wears off, and then he's going to know that we charmed him. Might be a little pissed about that. So we should either take him somewhere far away or be really nice to him for the next hour in the hopes that when he's not charmed anymore, he will be our friend. Yeah, sounds good. Let's do that. Either uh, can, I, can I can I do another sleight of hand check and take the pick the ball off of his, the ball and chain off of his, did you say it was his wrist or his ankle? His wrist, yeah. Yeah, you could try that, sure. Okay, fuck, an eight. I have plus six sleight of hand. I rolled a two and a three on my last two checks. Uh, yeah, yeah, you try. You try as hard as you can to pick this lock on the <laughs> wrist, and nothing happens. All right, Tug, you want to take a shot at this one? What? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> As the best burglar in the group, I find it my responsibility to help with my burgling skills when necessary to advance to advance our agenda. And in this moment, it is freeing this fine young it <laughs> from its constraints. Allow me to introduce myself, Tug Mugbar, the finest burglar in the land and certainly the best in this group. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Doug, you wiggle your fingers in front of this wrist lit, and you're wiggling, and like your your eyes are focused in, and you're wiggling, and the guy's just holding it out, like all right, and you, like a blood vessel in your temple starts to pulsate as you're like focusing harder and wiggle your fingers faster, and still nothing, nothing happens. Okay, well, well still better uh, than you. <laughs> Carl, any, any any thoughts here? 
I think he sh- he should not have this thing attached to his body when he becomes uncha- uncharmed. When he becomes uncharmed, if he's unruly, he will be slowed down, hopefully, and we can make an escape. He will also have a gigantic <laughs> flail that he can swing at us. But clearly, we don't have a burglar good enough to free him from those restraints. <laughs> Disrespectfully disagree. It would have been fine if I got the first attempt. Durf had the first attempt. He fucked the mechanisms inside of the lock. That is anti-burglaring 101, or burglaring 101, regular burglaring. It is his fault. I would have been fine if I went first. So the, the image of this is just you three, like, in a huddle arguing and him kind of towering over you, like, looking back and forth, like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And all of a sudden, he turns around to this hook that's on the wall because of this hoist, and he grabs the chain with his right hand and left wrist and just slams it down onto the hook, and the chain bursts. All right, cool. So, Frankenstein was the best burglar all along. Uh, so we still have the prisoner guy. Prisoner guy is carrying the wheel back for us, so we can apologize and get his life in order. Um, we've got. Uh, do we want to give him a name? Uh, Sloth. Abby Normal. Frankenstein. <laughs> we got Abby Normal. That Abby. Ju- Abby works. Yeah, yeah. Abby works. Abby. We got Abby that just broke free of their chains. Um, so maybe they're recruit number one. Maybe they're the next part of our trio. I don't know. Back. <laughs> Back to the captain. <laughs> you know, for, for uh, another right. 55 minutes anyway. Right, <laughs> right. As we're walking back, I want to do a nature check for, like, flowers and be giving him flowers on the way. Didn't the okay. girl that gave Frankenstein right. flowers get killed? <laughs> yeah, but he, out of, out of it was ignorance, an accident. not it was an malice. Accident. It was yeah. an accident. It was like of mice and men shit. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I got 21 on the nature check that I just announced for myself. So uh, you release this pirate prisoner and he grabs the wheel and starts to drag it out. It's real heavy. Uh, so your friend Abby actually helps him out since you guys are kind of friends with him. So it's them two and they are carrying the wheel behind you up the steps back up to the beach and you start headed south towards Kingston Landing. Um, Durf, roll that, that nature check again. Or what did you get on that nature again? check for flowers? I got 21. You got 21? Yeah, so you pick the most beautiful bouquet of flowers to present this this uh, Abby, this Abby creature, and he kind of looks at you like mm? like me. He points to his chest. I nod bashfully and give him the flowers. Okay, and he takes them and he gives a sniff through his metal face, but he can't really smell anything. Does he? Does he have like? Is there like a little thing in the front? Can I just open up a little like? doorway in the front of his yeah. helmet so he can smell the flowers yeah, he does have yeah he's got like a little small rectangle piece that covers his eyes and his nose and it just kind of like it kind of peels peels up just like a little trap door and you see his like dark eyes in there and he's and he sniffs the flowers for real this time and i think you've won him over at this point i think that <laughs> okay. after after the real smell of flowers for so long abby is now just enamored by you, Durf. Excellent. All right. Well, let's head back to the ship. All right. So you guys head back to Kingston Landing. Um, and at this point, by the time you get back to the docks, 
It is just about mid afternoon. Uh, as you as you get to Reliance, as to as you get to the ship, you see that Jim is harnessed up above the mast, scraping up the last bits of black paint from the squid's graffiti. You see Jacob barking orders at the rest of the crew who are cu- are carrying luggage up the ramp uh, to bring to the lower deck of the ships. You see that that a bunch of passengers have already made their way onto the ship. They they mill about amongst the various like standing tables that are up there on the deck, and waiters glide along with big tables of refreshments and finger foods. A lot of them are sitting on some of the lush couches there, or overlooking the the Bay of Pearls from the back of the quarter deck. And Captain Jacob sees you immediately as you guys are coming up, lifting this this wheel up, and he looks at the pirate captive that you guys have and this giant creature and is kind of taken aback. And I say, hey, we made some friends. Are, are they safe? I've got passengers. I've got customers. Yep, we gave them flowers. You swear? Yep. Both of them. Well, I don't know about this other guy. He's kind of an asshole and we super outnumber him and we, we kill him real easy if we needed to. I, I don't think we should bring him with us. I think we should bring our new friend Abby with us. He can sleep in the cannon room. Me and Tug found. All right, I'm, and you guys, you guys gave me a, 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 a did me a huge favor here. I'll, I'll, I'll trust him if, if you say we should trust him. As for the other guy, you can leave him here. Hey man, get it, get a, get a job that isn't a pirate who's not good at being a pirate. All right, all right. Well, well, well. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. I give him a little pat on the ass as he walks away. All right, yeah, he runs back off into Kingston Landing to do whatever business he has. And Jacob uh, walks you up the ramp, and he's kind of doing like a sidestep covering the wheel as he goes to say, to say, oh, nothing to see here, just regular regular uh, wheel maintenance. We do this before every trip. Uh, don't you worry, don't you worry. And he walks you up to the quarterdeck where some of his crew fastened the jeweled wheel uh, back on, and the ship is ready to go. And Jim comes down from his harness and calls up the rest of the crew who's bringing up the last bit of luggage. And the ship is ready to go. There are the, the ropes are untied. And Captain Jacob stands on the quarterdeck and calls together the, the passengers and everyone involved. And he says, Welcome back to the Reliance, my friends. We hope that you enjoyed your stay in Kingston Landing or wherever you may have traveled on the peninsula of Euphoros. We will have an extra long journey this time. Uh, No extra charge, of course. We're stopping by for a a scenic route to see the wonderful island of Dragonspire. Uh, It's a mythical island. You'll love to see it. Uh, You may have heard of it before in stories. No worries. The rumors are true. It is a beautiful place. And like I said, no extra charge. We will pass by. It will add a day to the trip, but who doesn't like extra vacation? Am I right? And Tug raises his hand. (coughs) Now, uh, I heard you say pass by. By pass by, you mean land. (laughs) Or or dock, or whatever the boating term is. If just for a moment. He kind of turns to you because you guys are all up on the quarterdeck, and he says, I'm working the crowd, kid. Just chill out, can you? Well, my pamphlet said it would land on the island we'd get to explore. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. 
as a paying customer, like all these fine young people down here, they probably want to know exactly what's going on. Okay. And uh, the crowd starts to look at each other as they hear this, as they hear you talking to Captain Jacob. And he says, uh, they, they look a little concerned, but um, Jacob, he says, uh, it's change of plans. Maybe we'll take a little stint. There's a beautiful uh, gift shop on Dragon Spiral. Maybe we'll stop by for a couple of moments. You guys can buy some souvenirs. How does that sound? Attaboy. Durf says, I hear there's penguins. <laughs> and you hear a guy in the back that's like, penguins? I love penguins. <laughs> And the crowd is one. <laughs> and the crowd is one. They are ready to go. You are ready to go. The ship leaves for the dock and heads through the Bay of Pearls as the sails unfurl, ready to take on the Eastern Sea and whatever may lie ahead. It's the totem of a wolf. Let me find it really quick. This part maybe you can edit out. Um, and that chair. I got a. I can barely hear it. I, I'll switch chairs. Um, <laughs> what are you in an old library? What are all those noises? <laughs> Um, I'm crying. I'm crying. Uh, Get it together. Get it together. Another special shout out right here at the end to our $5 patrons, Jonathan Huff, William Martin, and his buddy Hugh Jars, <laughs> Elemental.fm, Joshua Hebert from the Alignment Unclear podcast, Jack Mega, Noah Body, Nick Vukalich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Fandom podcast, Connor Breeden, Joe Quickle from the Dad D&D podcast, Justin Jimenez, Adam Hoffling, and Olivia Fumiati. Great Italian name, Olivia. Okay, thank you guys so much. Again, if you want to be a patron of our show, support the show, even a dollar a month helps, go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern.